Would you recommend CrossFit for someone who's had an injury? Yeah, 100%. Um, completely depends where you go. And you've got to have that conversation with your coach. You've got to have that conversation with the, the people there at the box to say that these are my limitations. What is it that I can do? It's like you go into any professional. Before you do anything, obviously seek the advice of a medical professional. But you go to that place and you say, these are my <coughs> limits. And you know, me and Becky say that when people come in. People make us aware of injuries or problems. We then we then cater to them what we think um, they should scale to, but then we say to them, "You are the best judge of your own injury and any discomfort or any problem. You've got to voice it. You have to voice it to us." One of the biggest stigmas that CrossFit's got is that it's people lifting wrong and injuring themselves. You know, like when <clears throat> a few years ago when we said, "Oh, we're going to start doing CrossFit," people said, "Oh, you're going to get injured." Yeah, because, you know, they'll see, people have two views of it. You know, they'll look on YouTube and they'll see Matt Fraser, they'll see Tia Toomey, they'll see 30 unbroken muscle-ups at time. They'll see all these, like, crazy feats of human ability that are being done now and they'll think, I could never do that. And then they'll also see the other end of, I did CrossFit, I get injured, I broke me back, I did this, that and the other. And um, there's going to be injuries in anything, anything that you do. But when there's something that people don't understand, when they don't understand it and something comes out from it, they completely believe that thing because they don't understand it. So, you know, educate yourself, arm yourself with, with a bit of knowledge, but have that honest, have that honest conversation with, with your coach and the person that you're going to. And if, the, if the, the feedback you get from them you don't feel right with, go somewhere else. What's better, keto or paleo? Whatever you're going to do. Whichever one you're going to do. Um, nutrition these days is half pseudoscience, half religion. And people are going to say, you know, keto is the best thing you'll ever do. And people can say it's the worst thing you ever do. It's whatever one that you are going to stick at. So just for a little bit of context, paleo being um, people subscribe to this caveman diet or paleolithic diet, which is any food that was around in the paleolithic era. Um, whereas ketogenic is a fat adapted diet where you're basically cutting all carbohydrates out your, out your diet. And your body then is shifting from being a glycolytic fuel machine to um, where you're using carbohydrate as a fuel to where you're using ketones, which is, you know, one of the most efficient fuels and one of the ones that, you know, your brain works really well off. Um, but, and this is the big but, is people see the miracle keto transformations. You know, look at, you know, Julie down the road lost 50 kilos in a day. I want that. People are really drawn to this immediate gratification. It's hard. It's hard. And especially if you are someone with, a very low level of discipline. You like the idea of it, I can eat bacon and eggs for breakfast. Well, you can't, you know what you can't eat? Big Mac every day. And it is very, very subjective. And you are either all in or you are out. There's no 50-50. There's no, I'll have a bit of chocolate. I'll have a bit of crisp. I'll have a bit of wine. It's like you are in or you are out. 100%. A hundred percent. We've both done it, yep. you, you, you know? Yeah, my... my um. <clears throat> The way I always describe the difference is paleo is a way of nourishing your body with food that we have adapted to eat. Mm -hmm. And uh, keto is a very specific tool that can be very effective, but the program is tough and you've got to be really disciplined. 
They both work though. Yeah. Um, and the reason they both work is because primarily you are getting rid of all the refined sugar, all of the processed foods that you've been used to eating for all of these years. And normally the first time people try either of those, um, they'll have great results. Yeah, like the first time you do something is generally going to be the best time you do it. But, you know, which one's best? The one that you're going to do. People are going to say, well, I, I tried keto. Well, what do you do? You try it for two days and you didn't lose 50 kilos in a day, so then you bash it. It's like, you know, we've both done it. I used it. It was one of the best things I did. My latter end of my skydiving career, in terms of the the mental focus <coughs> it allowed me to have, it was, you know, phenomenal. But it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It is the, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it. So, you know, I would say paleo, if you were in a situation where it's like, you know, I want a wide variety of food. I want to be able to eat this, that, and the other, make some choices, substitute, great to substitute certain things. Ketogenic, if you are trying to fulfill a certain task, but it's a task priority diet. What's the best way to give feedback to a bad leader? That's a good one. Great one. Build relationships, build relationships. You have to, um, you know, you've got to be asking like, why is this person a bad leader? Is it a weak leader? Is it someone, you generally find it someone who's going to be ego driven. You know, that's what you'll generally find in, you know, in terms of that, that if someone's in a leadership role, um, the chances are they are probably overly ego driven than weak in terms of, um, you know, a weak leader. So building relationships with them, if you attack that person head on, and if you're going against what they say you've not a chance of accomplishing anything you can't get a point across you're ultimately trying to get to a point where you can give them an idea that they think is their idea and they implement everybody wins to do that you've got to have the team the, the priority of the team at the kind of you know the nucleus of what your idea is yeah the other thing i would think of is what could I do differently? If I was in this leader's shoes, yep. what could I be doing differently to make myself easier for them to manage? Yeah, great. Look at that first before you even think about giving any feedback. Great. And where's that balance at? You know, if they're, if they're really, really overly driven in one area, can you balance that out by, you know, being more in the other area and suggesting certain things to them? But if you don't have a relationship with that person, you know, I've been in situations where I've had, I've had horrendous relationships with people and great relationships with people. The horrendous ones, no one gets what they want. No one gets what they want. The team never wins. The good relationships. Yeah. Uh, all CrossFit boxers the same? Absolutely not. No way. Um, the beauty of CrossFit is also the, you know, it's like anything, you know, the upside is generally always going to be the downside. So if you looked at CrossFit against something like, um, let's say, F45, uh, if you went to an F45 class at 9am on a Monday morning in Wellington, in London, in Manchester, in Cape Town, you will be doing the same class. It's completely straight across the board. You go and you know what you're getting. There's no variety. It's very autonomous. Uh, autonomous. It's it's um, it's very cookie cutter, you know, It's and so on and so forth. A CrossFit's a different, it's not a franchise. It's something like F45 is a franchise. CrossFit is an affiliate-based thing. So once you have done what you need to do to create your own affiliate and there's some things that there's some steps that you need to follow it's ultimately based on on you as an affiliate owner and what it is that you prescribe to you know some people are very weightlifting dominant some people are very cardiovascular dominant some people have a certain theme in mind that encapsulates everything um it's completely based on where it is that you go you could go to a crossfit box have the worst experience you've ever had in your life 
you could go to another one. It could be the greatest thing you've ever done. The problem is, as a first-time CrossFitter, if you happen to go to that place where you don't gel the ethos that you have and they have just doesn't fit, then CrossFit's the worst thing I've ever done, so on and so forth. If you happen to land lucky, then you really, really are in. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. It's on. It's yeah. on. And once you've... That's a relationship too, like with the coaches wow. and with the people who go. Because we... Um, we did two before we settled here. Yeah. So we've been to three all up. Um, and both of the first two, they had the most loyal members who absolutely love that box. Yeah. But it just wasn't right for us. You know, when I knew that um, you'd be alive longer at 0435 was the first phone conversation we had. That was it, straight up. The first phone conversation I got off the phone, I said to Becky, this guy's legit. It's so much about people, eh? CrossFit yeah, is so completely. much about people. Completely. You get that bit right and everything else. And ultimately, you you know, you are, is, is every CrossFit box the same? Absolutely not. But yeah, you're going to be doing, you know, you're going to be doing Olympic lifts. You're going to be doing thrusters. You're going to be doing time priority, task priority workouts. You're going to be rowing. You're going to be running. You're going to be lifting things, moving well. That's what you're going to be doing. How you do it another matter so no you know and, you, and the beauty is there's so many now you can move from one to the other and you can find a place that suits you 100%. you know is everyone the same no is it for everyone yeah i believe it is and if your mindset's right you will have the best hour Check. of your day okay i'm struggling with my coach's coaching style what should i do put up or shut up so identify why it is that you are struggling and is this something that you can fix from having a conversation with that person? Are you not understanding what it is they're asking you to do? Can you ask for clarification on that? Um, and when you do so, be sincere with it. Not like, why are you asking me to do this? It's very much like, you know, can you can you explain the background behind this? Are you not understanding what it is that they're asking? That's a really, really big one. Uh, if you really have a gelling problem, and I've had that in my career where I've had students the spark is everything. There's just no spark between me and the student. So I've asked another instructor, can you, you know, you got the best interest at heart. The problem is when you're doing that from a student point of view to a coach, it's very easy to do that as a coach to say, I, I don't gel with this person. I'm going to find someone else to coach them. But when you're in that position where, right, this is the coach, so, so hard to do. So is there another coach <coughs> coaching another class that you can go to? And it's either that, like, Go to a different class within that same facility with a different coach or have the conversation with that coach, you know, because they, they probably don't know that they're coming across as however they're coming across with you. And ultimately, if neither of those work, find a different place to train where you do suit, you know, like the question we just said before, find a place that does suit what it is that you want. And before you even start down that process, look at yourself in the mirror and say, Check. am I doing everything I can to actually be coachable? Yeah. Yeah, completely. Completely. And... You know, sometimes personalities just, they just rub up wrong. They just, you know, you just don't suit each other. Do you have any good recommendations on reading for leadership and attitude? One or two. One or two. Um, look, I'm, for the past, I started off, I was a very, very big Tony Robbins guy when I, you know, kind of first started off down this path years ago, probably about 10 years ago now. Um, kind of moved out of that because it started to be a little bit woo-wah for me. You know, I'm very much not into sit on top of a, a mountain in Lotus and meditate. That is not my jam, far from it. And it started to go a little bit down that. 
Um, and, you know, I was on sort of early train with the Jocko podcast and, you know, when he was first on Tim Ferriss and Rogan. So I've followed him. So the two books that he's done, you know, specifically um, with, you know, the leadership in mind, then how more on leadership. So a Vietnam guy, there's a movie with him that Mel Gibson played him. Um, we were soldiers once and young. Brilliant. He's done two books there. How more on leadership and um, there's another one that he did. I forget the name of it now, but really, really good, very insightful stuff. But uh, extreme ownership and dichotomy of leadership from Jocko, like just great, really, really good, pragmatic stuff. You know, very similar to the stuff. You know, it's definitely influenced the stuff that we're doing on this now. Great takeaways on that. But you get anything? Well, we're lucky enough to be sitting in front of my home library, so I've got a couple um, that tie in. So Daily Stoic, Ryan Holiday, I think one of the, you know, I talk about him all the time on the podcast, Um, really fantastic. They're daily little snippets, um, and, you know, I've built that into my routine. Every day I wake up, I have a bit of coffee, and I read something out of the Daily Stoic. Stoicism's really where it's at. Five dysfunctions as a team of a team, Patrick Lencioni. So this is a, if you're going into a leadership role um, in any business, this is a really, really fantastic classic book to read. Um, this is actually a book my mum gave me. It's nothing to do with leadership, but it's called Breathing Matters. Mm-hmm. And we should do a whole podcast on this because breathing is everything. We can look at some of the Wim Hof stuff. Yeah. Um, and of course... Discipline Equals Freedom by The Field Jocko. Manual. The Field Manual. Yeah, the field manual. And this is one of those books that you can pick up and you can turn to any single page and you're going to get some gold. Yeah. So again, if you're interested in leadership, you're interested in management, you're just interested in being a good dude, like this is the stuff yeah. you should be reading. And I like books like that because I'm not a big reader. I'm big audio book. I like the audio books and the, um, the audio version of that is just straight up on uh, MP3. You know, you can just download them, bang, 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 just to get them little, them little segments, them little hitters. Yeah, great. I'm ready for a job change, but I do not know where to start. Find the passion first off. Like, what is it that you you're wanting to change that job for? Um, you could go through a whole list of things. Uh, you could be working in a really toxic place. You could be unhappy in that job. You could be bored in that job. I.e., I'm not meeting my potential. What's you know. To be described as potential basically means you're so capable of something, but you're just too lazy to actually get to that particular point. Um, or is it something, like I said, find a passion? Is it something that's really burning? What is it that I want to do? What is it that I really, what's going to fulfill me? What's that fulfilling thing that I'm going to do? Are you capable of doing whatever it is that you want to do, what you want to move to? Upskill to that particular thing. Um the old adage of planting a tree, when's the best time to plant it? It was 50 years ago. The next best time is right now. So start now. Start training for that particular thing now. If it's a fear of, I don't want to send out my CV because there's so many holes in it and I don't want to get rejected, you can actually work at that. Pay someone to do your CV for you. There's professionals out there. There's so many things you can do to do that particular thing. But you know, if it is that whole thing of, there's this thing that I want to do that I'm super passionate about doing, then when's the right time to do that? Do you need to hang out in the job that you're doing now until you're able to do it? It's great having the courage to say, I want to start this, but you know, I'm going to go be a, a baker, but I've got no skills to do it. I'm just a home baker. Well, you might need to hang out to pay the bills of what you're doing. You know, we didn't, when we started the box, I was working full time, you know, until 18 months in. 
with no risk comes no reward, right? 100%. I've never met anyone who looked back and said, I really regret leaving that job that I was really unhappy doing. Yeah. But that risk and reward is like, there's stupidity as well. There is absolute stupidity. You know, if I just believe, if I really believe it's going to, well, that's not going to work. Like, if I really believe it's going to work and I just pour my energy into it, no, that's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Are you capable of what you're doing? Do you have a plan of action to spend the time that you're doing now to develop the roadmap, develop the plan, develop the skills, develop the relationships, know everything you can about that particular thing. But like having a kid, when's the best time to have a kid? There is no best time. Are you ever prepared? Of course you're not prepared because you can't prepare for that actual final thing of taking that step to say, this is now what I do until you're actually doing it. Are you ready for the bonus question? Send it. Okay. I know what I should be doing. I should be eating better. I should be exercising every day, doing something. I think about it all the time. I listen to all of the right stuff on podcasts, on YouTube videos, and I surround myself with the right people, but I just can't get started. I just can't find that thing to get me started. What do I do? Change the word first. Um, You can't get started. Just change it. I won't get started. I won't do it. You need to decide what camp you're in. You do or you do not. And it's great to say, oh, look at all this and I'm just lacking motivation. But, you know, motivation's motive for action. Motivation is so fickle because people get motivated by so many external things like a new pair of trainers or a new smart watch that's going to track calories or whatever. That'll be the thing. That'll so be like the, the watch will be the thing that gets me ripped. Yeah, it gets me, just gets me peeled. And, you know, you need to decide what you want to do. You either do it and stop bitching about it or you don't do it and stop bitching about it. But you need to decide what camp you're in. It is difficult to do. You need to understand that. So you might have all these great preparations and you're going to plan this perfect thing. Are you putting so many things in there that, you know, that over-preparation is that unwillingness to actually execute. You know, when someone says, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm, a, I'm an overthinker. I'm a, well, it's just that it's a fear of execution. You just got to, you know, pull your pants up and get stuck in. Um, little bits at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. One step at a time, but do something, yeah. create some traction. You might have all these great things set up, but create some traction, do something. But this is the one thing that gets me so much is, oh, I've got all this and I've got all that. I just can't. No, you not can't. You won't. You won't do it. And that's what you've got to understand is you are saying to yourself, no, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to sandbag. Gonna be... That's fine. It's okay not doing it. It's fine not doing it. But don't bitch about not doing it. Don't complain about not doing it. Nobody cares. No one wants to hear it. Just don't complain about not doing it. Either do it or don't. Whatever. Boom. Boom. Wrap.